your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We've got a question here from Janine. She says, Hey, Carson, I've got a horse who is pretty buddy sour, but not only is he buddy sour, he is also unattentive, spooky, hard to get him to concentrate for doing groundwork, uh, doesn't want to get in the trailer, is difficult to trim, etc., etc. Where should I start? All right, so the thing about this, all of this horsey stuff is, you know, it's all kind of interrelated. Now, we'll tell people at clinics, you know, the two things you need to have taken care of in order to have a chance of making real progress with your horse is, number one, they need to not have any magnets, buddy sour, gate sour, barn sour, any of that. The other one is, is they need to, whether you're doing groundwork or whatever, uh, or riding them, they need to not have any excess speed. So like those horses to where they're always trying to go too fast, you need to get both of those taken care of to get your horse in a state of like a neutral mindset. Because you think about it, like say you're trying to get your horse to back up, but all he can think about is getting over to the gate or over to his buddies. It's going to be pretty much impossible for his thoughts and your thoughts to be aligned. So, you know, that's like the opposite of what we want with our horses. So first you take care of anything that is keeping your horse from being mentally neutral. Generally, barn sour is a great example. And, uh, you know, the way you would take care of that is just uh, work him, you know, around the barn, let him rest when he's away. And we have videos of doing that on the Buckaroo Crew. If you don't know what the Buckaroo Crew is, it is a website with a whole bunch of different horsey training videos on it and, uh, pretty much all the videos that I'm going to reference uh, in this podcast will be from buckaroocrew.com if you want to go in and actually see it being done. But uh, then the other one is going too fast. Now, there is this one thing that works really good for a horse that goes too fast, and it's called redirecting. And you basically, you don't do it in circles. Uh, you don't want to go circle after circle. It's doing multiple direction changes, like literally every two or three steps, you're having them change directions. And as you do that, keeping them, you know, in a relatively small, say 30 by 30 foot area, they will kind of just get bored with always go, go, go. And they'll kind of start to conk out on you. And it works really good for slowing a horse down because you're just setting it up and letting it be their idea to slow down a little bit. So those are the two things. So you want to get your horse, you know, mentally neutral. Now, once you get those two taken care of, most of the time, that's what's keeping a horse from being able to, you know, like be normal and be ready to be worked with or taught something or, or whatever you might be wanting to do. Uh, now, you know, the other thing she was saying, he's very inattentive. Now, you know, a lot of the times a horse could be inattentive is because you're trying to get their mind to be on the task at hand, but because they have a magnet, their mind is on whatever that magnet might be, or just 
things in general. So, you know, when you, the thing about an inattentive horse is it's kind of impossible for a horse to be inattentive and have really good groundwork at the same time because for a horse to have really good groundwork, they've got to always be watching you and reading you and being, you know, super aware of what you're doing and all that kind of stuff. And for a horse to really have good, excuse me, for a horse to have really good light, you know, light to the touch, really good groundwork, they have to be paying attention to the task at hand. So generally the best thing to do with a horse that's inattentive is get his groundwork really good. Uh, do, you know, get him good at the stuff like we do in the virtual clinic on the Buckaroo crew. Now, so, you know, we've kind of covered some of the things that can make it difficult to make progress with a horse, but another one we want to talk about, and, uh, I am not a vet or a horse nutritionist and would never claim to be, but I do know that a lot of domesticated horses take in way more energy than they're able to put out on a daily basis. So it's like, it's like giving a kid like, you know, a cup of coffee every day for four days and then sending him to school and expecting him to be able to sit down and listen to the teacher or whatever. So a lot of, there's a lot of circumstances to where you just try the more hay, less grain approach. And that will really help your horse stop taking in excess energy every day that he's not able to expel. And I just say more hay, less grain as an example. You know, if you don't give him grain, uh, maybe do like less alfalfa, more coastal hay, or if he can keep weight on, you know, if he has turnout, maybe no hay at all, or just something like that. Experiment with your feeding regimen and see if you can cut down on the amount of starches and sugars and everything that makes a horse hyper. And, uh, play with that a little bit and a lot of the times you will find that that helps a whole lot too so you know notice now we haven't really covered like one single thing like oh what should i do with a horse that does all these things that the uh that the owner said you know doesn't pay attention all this stuff it's all it's always a bunch of little things okay so now there's another one and this is good for any horse uh it's tying them out underneath the tree limb for a few hours a day for like two or three weeks. And with a lot of them, they'll kind of dig a big crater in the ground the first week. But, and you know, you'll probably fill it back in. Then they'll dig it up again. But after you do this for a little while, they will get to where you look out there at them and they're just standing there half asleep with a leg cocked and they've learned how to just stand still, relax and chill. Even being away from other horses, away from the barn, things like that. Now, the reason I say underneath a tree limb, uh, well, for one, you know, shade, that's probably good. But um, the reason I say underneath a tree limb is when you tie a horse up, Whenever possible, you you don't want to tie the lead like below their nose. The ideal way to tie up a horse is, as an example, a limb that's like a foot above his head or two feet, whatever, and let the lead rope come down out of the halter at his chin and then, 
you know, make that turn and go straight up above him and then you tie it. So the reason that's a good thing to do is if the horse pulls back, it will lift up on his front end and he won't be able to really use his front feet to dig in and pull back and potentially hurt himself. So it's a really, really good way as far as tying a horse up to let him learn to kind of stand and chill. Now there's also, uh, then you think, man, he is really making noise, really pawing. Well, a little bit of that's going to be because of the buddy sour. But when you get the buddy sour stuff taken care of, like on the buckaroo crew, we have a, uh, a whole entire section of how to cure buddy sour while you're on their back, how to cure it while, you know, like while you're standing on the ground, there's some ground exercises you can do. So all of that stuff. But one thing will always complement the next. So like, like when somebody says, well, my horse is inattentive. Well, it's because the root of why a lot of the root of why he's inattentive is because the only thing he can think about is that other horse. So you get that fixed and then that kind of helps the, him not being able to pay attention now, another thing, too, for horses that are really inattentive, and once again, if you go on Buckaroo Crew and go to the video index, and then in the top right, you just search attention in the search bar, it'll pull up all the videos we have on getting a horse to be more attentive. But one of those videos that pulls up, it's this one to where it was just looking to the left and looking to the right, whinnying, uh, just running over the owner, just acting like she was not even there. So we used the horse as an example, and I got my flag, and basically I became very, 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 very interesting. I got really big with the flag. Every time the horse looked to the left, I waved the flag on the right, pulled his attention back. And anyways, after literally only a, just a couple minutes of me working the horse being very big and being very, very interesting, there was like the biggest change that you might've ever seen in a horse. It was like a, a switch just flipped. And after we did that stuff, that horse just lowered his head, looked right at me, stopped looking around, stopped trying to walk all over top of us. Um, you'd be standing there and with the horse on the lead and then he'd randomly just start side passing to the left. And it was a big wreck. But anyways, you can go in and watch that video and you'll see, a lot of the times to get a horse's attention, you have to become more interesting to them than what it is that was distracting them. So being able to get kind of big and loud and very inter basically entertaining or exciting, well, then now you've earned that horse's attention. You've given that horse a reason to pay attention to you. That's kind of another thing worth mentioning too. You know, everybody wants their horse to be light, attentive, confident, not spooky, uh, all that. But nobody ever really gives that horse a reason to do those things or to be those things. So then where the balance comes in is we have to learn how to be the kind of people that can, yes, that we can give a horse a reason to be light. Okay, well, what's his reason for being light? Well, because if he doesn't respond lightly, then he gets more pressure put on him. When he does respond lightly, the pressure alleviates. And that's why us, we as riders, need to have really good timing with our hands. It's not about always being light, and it's not about being heavy. It's about being able to time which one we're doing, you know, 
Uh, so those are kind of almost always the top several things that you would need to do to start getting all that changed around with a horse. Uh, and with all of that being said, I have, you know, we have yet to find a single horse to where, and you know, we do these clinics all over the country and every time there's at least three people that come up with a horse that has exactly the same things going on as anybody listening to this podcast could have. We've had horses that bolted, reared, inattentive, buddy sour. I mean, you name it, we've had it at a clinic. And every single one, by the time we got done with that clinic, I asked the owner, I said, do you feel like it's a whole different horse now? And do you feel like you saw improvement? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I've never been able to lope this horse on a loose rein without him bolting. And, you know, so pretty anybody listening to this podcast, just about any problem that you could have with a horse. The first thing I would do is say, just go in and take your horse through the virtual clinic on the Buckaroo crew, get him just sort of good at that stuff you see in there. And if you get him sort of good at that stuff, you should have a very easy-to-ride, workable, good, neutrally-minded, reliable, confident horse. Uh, now, you know, obviously, they can always get lighter and stop better and side-pass better and all that stuff, but as far as getting their minds right to where now, when you go to mess with your horse, instead of just spending the whole session trying to fix problems, you're getting to actually improve your horse, like getting him to stop better, side pass better, back up better, whatever. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, their relationship with their horse is, okay, I'm going to go get the horse. I'm going to work with the horse and we'll spend the whole time trying to fix the problem. And then the next time we'll just fix another problem. And then this problem came back. So it's just problem chasing. But when you kind of when you kind of learn what makes them tick, and you kind of learn how to do the things that you need to do, you will get your horse to where he's neutrally minded, and you're not chasing problems anymore. Now you're actually getting to improve your horse's performance as far as how he handles and rides and stuff like that. Uh, so just those things right there, these things we just discussed. If you can do these things, how we're talking about doing them, you should be able to take just about any horse and have him where he is now totally ready to start becoming that horse that you know he's capable of being. All right, well, I hope that, hope, uh, hope that helps everybody out and uh we will see you guys next time you've been listening to the carson james podcast real simple horsemanship subscribe now to get new questions answered every week if you enjoyed this week's podcast drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends 